When Charlie Abrams pulled into the bank's parking lot, Charlie was relieved to find it empty. There was no one at the ATM. When she walked up to the machine, she saw an electronic message on the screen announcing that the ATM was offline for programming updates and would be offline for several hours. Charlie was annoyed. She hated going into the bank for simple transactions. There was always a wait, but she needed to deposit a large check today. When she approached the reflective doors, Charlie stared at her reflection. She had become her mother over the years. There were wrinkles, but they weren't deeply etched like a lot of women her age. Her body build was always meaty, gradually heavier as she got older. She liked to say that she wasn't overweight, just too short. When asked how tall she wasn't, Charlie would smile and say, "Four twelve. Charlie kept her hair in spiky short style and had recently allowed it to remain gray. This was a big adjustment in her appearance. Though she had watched the face of an older woman slowly appear as the years passed, she still admired her eyes. They were large and gray. They weren't as bright as they used to be, but still unique. Charlie had never liked her mouth. She had thin lips and always envied women with pouty, full mouths. She had entertained the idea of Botox injections when younger, but it required needles, and that was a definite deal breaker. When she pulled open the mirror of herself, she was glad to see that she was the only customer in the bank. When her transaction was complete, Charlie tucked her receipt into her pocket. As she turned toward the door to leave, she heard a loud commotion and looked up. Charlie saw two men with ball caps pulled down low. Bandanas over their mouths and noses, pushing a young woman through the doors. One of the men shoved the woman, and she fell to the floor, landing on her hands and knees. Charlie grimaced with sympathy pain. She had fallen recently and remembered how it had jarred her whole body. The second man, who was quite tall and had a large build, turned the deadbolt, pointed a gun at the group of tellers, and bellowed, "Everyone behind the counter!" Take three steps back with your hands over your head, now. The shorter man grabbed the fallen woman's arm and dragged her further into the bank, then snarled at her to lay down flat on the floor. You, the larger man said, glaring at Charlie, get down on the floor. Charlie slid down the front of the counter and sat down. Down flat, face on the floor, the man screamed at her. Charlie quickly lay down, staring at the floor. The shorter man, thin but muscular, moved behind the counter and raised his gun so everyone saw it. He also had a large, open black garbage bag. He swiftly moved from station to station, making each of the tellers step up and open their drawer. The money moved quickly from the drawers into the bag. Once the drawers were emptied. The robber behind the counter herded all the tellers around to the front. Charlie hoped that someone had triggered the silent alarm. She sensed the movement of bodies close to her as the tellers were told to lie flat on the floor. She was curious but didn't look up. She wondered why the bank didn't have an armed security guard. Weren't all banks supposed to have a guard? If she survived this, she would find a new bank with big guards and big guns. The shorter man made his way to the doors while pointing the gun at the group of people on the floor. "Let's get going," 
he hollered at his companion. No response. Man, we gotta go. Now. We got time. Wanna check the vault? The taller man threw back as he knelt by the teller closest to Charlie. Who can open the vault? He sputtered and grabbed the young woman by her hair. His other hand held the gun next to her skull and tapped it hard. Charlie heard her yelp in pain. The manager, Mr. Mitchell. Since there was only one man working in the bank, it was obvious who he was. Charlie heard the masked man jump up and move to her right. She positioned her head slightly so she was able to see where the manager was lying. The robber grabbed him and pulled him up, holding the gun next to his chest. The tension was building as the shorter man continued to scream and curse at his partner who was dragging the manager back to the vault. Shut up! We're almost done here! The taller man yelled back. Charlie slowly lifted herself to get a better view of the room. The woman next to her looked like she was going to pass out. Charlie smiled, hoping it would reassure her. Charlie saw the man closest to the door. She had time to take in details now. Muscular, but not big. Jeans, Nike tennis shoes, long-sleeved blue shirt, red print bandana, and an Oakland Raiders cap. It was too hot to be wearing a long-sleeved shirt. Charlie assumed he had tattoos he was covering, but enough skin was showing to know that he was a Caucasian. His hair was tucked under the hat, but a little blonde still showed. She decided to label that one Raider. Once the vault was opened, the manager turned to face the bank robber. In that moment, the bandana slipped down off the robber's face. The two men locked eyes and the realization that the robber could now be identified registered with both men. The robber's eyes narrowed with an evil determination. Mr. Mitchell had only one option, to take the gun. Charlie jerked as she heard struggling and then the blast of a gun as it went off. She saw Raider move to the center of the bank and lift his gun. She squeezed her eyes shut, a natural reaction as another shot rang through the bank. She heard the loud wail of a man and then the thud as he went down. Daryl! Raider bellowed. Charlie heard another man cursing and moaning. Daryl, what did you do? Raider demanded that they all slide to the left wall and sit with their hands on their heads as he made his way to the counter. He kicked the young woman he'd pushed down earlier and screamed at her to move over with the others. She managed to make it to the wall without throwing up. Raider kept his gun pointed at the stricken group of women. He looked over the counter and saw the manager in a crumpled heap and Daryl sitting on the floor. His hand clutched his chest as the blood oozed between his fingers. Daryl, how bad is it? Bad enough to kill me, I expect, Daryl managed to say with sarcasm. Daryl tried to stand but fell onto his back. Get out of here. I'm done. You idiot. I should leave you, Raider snarled. Raider moved around the end of the counter to get to Daryl, still trying to keep all the hostages in view. His partner lay on his back, unblinking eyes staring at the ceiling. He was obviously dead. Raider looked at the front doors, his expression frantic, like that of a trapped animal looking for a way to escape. 
Charlie, trying to make sense of what happened, assumed that Mr. Mitchell had grabbed the gun, killed the robber in the scuffle, and was shot by Raider before he got off another round. The coppery smell of blood filled the bank. When Raider came around to the front of the counter, he saw several cars pulling in. They appeared to be customers. Charlie could see that he had no idea what to do now. In and out quick, you stupid idiot, he mumbled under his breath.